0: Seek ye first The first rule of film club And the second rule If it's your first time Then you have to watch the film Hello and welcome to the First Rule of Film Club. I'm Hannah. I'm Eddie. And I'm Alex. And each week we come together to talk about a film, have a chat about it and sometimes play a game. What are we talking about this week?
1: Shawshank Redemption. Oh, I wanted to say <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
2: Sorry Eddie, you go. The Shawshank Redemption.
0: <laughs> and what's that film about?
2: It's about redemption in a prison called Shawshank. Oh, nice.
0: Could you elaborate?
2: Well, two <laughs> imprisoned men bond over a number of years, finding solace and eventual redemption through acts of common decency. Well, see, that is kind of a bit of a boring blurb. You know, I, if I'd read that on the back of the cover, I don't know if I would have bought that.
1: Yeah, I see where they're coming from, but that's not how I saw the film. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> also makes it sound quite wholesome. You know, it's, like it's going to be about some hijinks in prison, about a bromance, watch this with your kids. Getting up to mischief. It's not really like that. <laughs>
1: as long as you can keep the kids in the room after the first half of the film, if they're not scared off by that, then it is quite a wholesome movie. Yeah.
2: Mm. Well, I, for me, I, I like films where they, they're not afraid to go into you know quite dark places, but it is happy in the end. Ultimately, it's like a message of happiness. It's not one of like, despair. Mm. Yeah. For me, that's the perfect film. I like dark films, but I hate dark endings. Mm, super oh. uplifting ending. Yeah. that's For me, that is like... Nah. I quite like that as well, because I watched
1: this when I was younger, and the bit near the beginning where that guy gets beaten and then they say, oh, no, he's dead. Yeah. Oh, that really scarred me for life. I still watch that scene and feel really bad for him. Yeah.
2: The scenes in this which just make me really think I'd never want to go to prison ever. Mm, it's like, brutal. But day one, everyone's shouting like new fish, new fish. Who, like, you know, you're walking in those gates on the first day and there's like hundreds of prisoners rattling like the metal gates. There's not one who's going, Don't worry, mate, it's fine. Okay, first day's really scary. Like everyone's like new fish, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> I just want one person to just be like, look, it looks horrible. I felt the same way, day one. Yeah, yeah.
0: In a way, Andy Dufresne kind of becomes that. Yeah, You know when the new guy comes in who's quite cocky and stuff, Andy Dufresne takes him under his wing.
2: Mm. He's got a weird name, his name. The Elvis Presley guy? Yeah, yeah. Tommy, I think.
1: Oh man, he was he was quite a brief interlude in the film, wasn't he? He's like the middle section where they introduce a new character and you're like, oh man, a new character? Was I was dude. just getting used to these characters. Yeah. So that's why I don't remember his name.
2: Like, the thing I really like about this film is that it feels a bit like a book in terms of there's different chapters, there's different chunks, you know. Each part of the film, kind of each sort of 20-minute piece is focused on one thing. So you've got the beginning where it's kind of, you know, first getting used to prison, you know, him in court. Then you've got a bit about the sisters who, are you know, keep attacking him. There's that whole kind of, like, section of his life. Then there's a bit when Tommy comes in. There's a bit with Brooks. There's You know, each chapter is great in its own right. Each one kind of, you know, moves on seamlessly.
0: Mm. I like as well that the film doesn't take a long time to get into what it's actually about. You actually hardly see him on the, in the real world at all. Mm. The only bit that you see him in the real world is when he's in his court case and then he goes to prison and that whole setup lasts maybe five minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah. You yeah. get onto the Shawshank quickly, quite. but it takes a long time to reach
2: redemption. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things I was thinking about this film is you spend so much, like 90% of the film at least, is set inside the prison, inside mm. the same four walls. There's only like four or five locations. There's the courtyard, the kind of cell block, the library, the warden's office. There's only about four locations in the whole film when they're in the prison, but it doesn't feel samey. It doesn't feel like, you know, when you watch a sitcom and you're in the same room again and again and again. You're like, oh Jesus, I'm so sick of this. The way it's shot, it always just feels fresh, no matter like where they are, even if they're in the same place. Yeah, the camera's always moving. It's always somewhere slightly different. It's never the same shot. Yeah. The performances are good too,
1: which kind of helps. Like all the actors, I feel like nail their roles. Yeah, mm. particularly Morgan Freeman. Yeah, like, I mean, he, he is yeah. It's Morgan Freeman's film with a bit of Tim Robbins
2: in yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> his voice is like you just listen to him saying anything, and it like, oh my god, that means so much. That is so like powerful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I
0: think it's important that it's all in the same place as well, and that the camera moves around. And you see every single inch of that that prison yeah. because those people are there for 50 years you feel by the end of the film you actually kind of know that prison as well as yeah. they do mm-hmm. and then you understand when Morgan Freeman gets out how he finds it so hard to adapt because you've never seen him in the real world and yeah. he's kind of never seen him in the real world he was a different person when he went into yeah. prison exactly
1: yeah. it makes sewa taneo feel so much more crazy. Mm. I'm glad you
0: remembered the name of that place. <laughs> I've forgotten it already. I <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to go there
1: next summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's just great. Like when they flash up the blue ocean, mm. and it, there's something in the back of your mind that just goes, "Oh, thank God, like we're
2: out." <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it feels so worth it. Like the villains are so good. Like the warden is such a nasty piece of work, and the head uh, guard is so nasty, mm. and so many bad things happen to him that. At the end, you know, when he does get away, it just feels so satisfying. Like, it's one of the most satisfying films to ever watch, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah.
0: You're right about the colours as well, because the blue of the ocean is just a colour that you don't see anywhere else in that film.
2: Mm. There's only a few bits with a lot of colour, like, that amazing scene where they all drink the beers on, like, the rooftop, like, that yeah. bit always gets to me, because it's just, it's the only time when there's, like, a sunset in the film, there's, like, golden glow on all their faces, and yeah. mm. the grass outside the prison is all green, and, like, you know, it's the first time you've ever seen anything with, like, proper colours, like you say. Andy Dufresne was playing with fire, though, there, wasn't he? He's like, how
1: do you do? You trust your wife, Captain Hadley?
0: Yeah, it's Like, why is that your headline? <laughs> yeah. Especially with
1: that kind of guy. <laughs>
0: start yeah. off by saying I can save you the thirty-five thousand yeah, yeah. dollars. Don't exactly. start off by saying like maybe I banged your wife. Yeah, <laughs>
1: then, like, Captain Hadley clearly hasn't taken as well. And then
2: he's like, he's like, oh, do you think she'd go behind your back? Right, Trying to shoot you. <laughs> right. That's it. You're going off the roof. You fall off the roof. <laughs> Again, I mean, though, that is a bit of no reaction to throw someone off the roof. You know, for just saying that. Well, yeah, yeah but they I mean, both they both made mistakes in that situation. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Captain Hadley he's an interesting character
2: great
1: villain
0: yeah he's like the mini boss villain isn't he mm. but he's just so bad like he kills someone on the first day which is like more of a crime than Andy Dufresne's ever done <laughs> and yet he's on the other side of the bars
1: yeah well Captain Hadley is like the kind of pure villain who is just being mobilised by something a bit scarier because I think the warden for me, is like the guy whose morals are really like skewed, but in a slightly imperceptible way. Like the world thinks he's a good guy, but only the people that really know him know how evil he is. Mm. But Captain Hadley is outwardly like this kind of bad dude douche who's just been like co-opted by the warden
2: into this grand scheme of like douchiness. Yeah, he's kind of just a follower as well because there's bits when he's actually kind of likable. The Captain Hadley, like when he's yeah. actually being nice to Andy Dufresne, when he's like helping him out with his sort of banking and finances. He just whoever you know, whoever's good to him he'll help out, you know, whoever's paying his bills, he'll he'll beat up who you need to beat up. Yeah. He beats up the sisters when he finds out they've been like, you know, raping Andy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know he's quite loyal. He's kind of like a sort of guard dog kind mm. of thing.
0: He still has some humanity left, doesn't he? Because I think the warden doesn't see the prisoners as people. It's almost kind of a, a slave type relationship that he has with them where they're just his property and he can sign them out to contracts and pay them nothing and just make them work in whichever way he sees fit. Whereas Captain Hadley, I think he does see them as people. Mm. He sees some of them as pathetic, useless people who he's going <laughs> to be up to the point where they <laughs> die in the infirmary. But then he also sees some people like Andy as, you know, they're doing something, they're making their life in prison better and other people's lives better, and so he has loyalty to them.
1: Mm. I think it's a quite nice, like, metaphor, those two characters, with the fact that you arrive at the prison... And obviously Captain Hadley is like the worst thing you can imagine because he beats that guy up really early on. And it's like every encounter you have with Hadley is like, there's nothing worse than Hadley. He's the worst. And that's kind of like hating the prison. Mm. But then hating the warden comes in the second half of the film when he kills um, Elvis dude. Yeah. Whatever his name is. Johnny. Tommy. Southern, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so yeah. much like a Tommy. Like yeah. How can not, you not? Know? But warden kills Tommy and then you, you kind of switch gears. You're like, actually, I hate... The si- yeah. you know I hate the system that set up the prison mm. kind of thing more than I hate the prison itself mm. which yeah. really makes you feel quite close to Dufresne I think
0: and you have to feel that because then when he escapes you don't think oh you know he's actually committed a crime now because yeah. there was no other way he was getting out of there yeah.
2: well, there's a cool line isn't there where he says like you know on the outside I was an innocent man and, you know I had to go to prison to become a criminal because mm. it's only when he's actually in prison that he starts doing dodgy stuff I mean there's so many great lines there's so much like commentary on like prisons mm. then and now of you know the whole Brooks storyline of him leaving prison and just not being able to come back into the real world and you mm. know the, there's just so much like you can unpick that's not even part of the main plot you know it's not a prison break film at all it's a it's a prison film it's about prison that just happens to have a prison break at the end of it
0: yeah, yeah. there's quite an interesting like motif as well with birds mm. you know all the way through they keep on using the sort of metaphor of the bird in the cage and at the end i think morgan freeman says something about how there's a part of you that's joyful that it's been set free but you're also still sad that it's not there making your surroundings nicer yeah. I, love oh, I, love I
1: love that line. i hadn't really spotted the bird thing running through the film but you're so right
0: because also brooks has that bird and then yeah. when he's having a hard time on the outside he thinks ah oh, I'm um, think about jake and i wonder if he's met some friends and stuff and it's like he's talking about himself, isn't he? But he, he can't see himself in that way.
1: Mm. Oh, that is deep. Mm. So many layers to this film. And mm. it's so neat as well. I think this film is very neat. Once it finishes, you have no wish to go back
2: and find out what happened to somebody because it kind of just makes sense. Everything gets yeah. tied up and almost every scene like comes back later on. Like everything's connected, like... Mm. When his room gets tossed at the beginning, and like he's holding the Bible in his hand, and you know the water yeah. says salvation lies within, and later on you find out you know that's where he's hiding his rock hammer, yeah, the posters like everything just comes back around and there's so many really nice repeated shots like when Morgan Freeman goes up to like the approval board who decide whether he's gonna be rejected or not. There's that same shot of like this, like metal iron gate, like sliding to the left, and then like the camera pans in, the door opens. There's these five people in suits just sat there, <laughs> yeah. and it's exactly the same shot every single time they do that. It's so good.
0: Also, those people in suits who are sat there, I didn't even really register their faces most of the time. But then when we were watching the credits, I saw that they had different actors for each time that they did that. I suppose to also show the passage of time. But yeah, they're faceless. You don't even really notice that they're different people.
1: Mm. It's nice that this isn't a kind of film where you could make a sequel. You know, there's never gonna be like Shawshank 2, like Rise mm. of the Redemption. Yeah. <laughs> too redemption too speedy.
0: <laughs> 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 Sorry. Too too fast, too redemption. <laughs> <laughs>
1: halfway through that I was like I've messed this up so badly like there's nowhere to go yeah. <laughs> to <laughs> redemption too <No>. speedy
2: <laughs> 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 okay. Ooh, okay. I can really picture the opening scene of like some mad scientist in like some castle with lightning striking and he just goes, like, it's alive! And then the warden just kind of, like, sits <laughs> up <laughs> with, like, ro- robot eyes. And then it goes, boom! <laughs> Shawshank <"Short laughs> Redemption 2. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Actually, no, sorry, I take that back. There's many, many there's, sequels There's definitely a <laughs> new <to you>. <laughs> 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 The
2: Hadinator. Yeah, I like that they leave it open that, you know, the bad guys could come back to life as cyborgs in the sequel. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, you don't really want a sequel, no. though. Mm. But
2: it's just a perfectly, like, wrapped-up story, like you are saying. Mm. Another thing I love about this film is that it sometimes less is more in a lot of the great bits, like there's almost no scenes where it's just people talking and there's nothing else going on. Whenever there's a conversation, they're either like, they're playing catch and there's a, you know, they're throwing the ball around and it's you know, jumping from person to person mm. or they're in the cafeteria and they're all kind of like, you know, talking back and forth or even when him and Morgan Freeman are talking in the library, they're like walking along the bookshelves, looking at each other through the, uh, the gaps in the books and walking mm. along. The only scene where it's just completely still is that great bit when him and Morgan Freeman are just sat against the wall it's the last day they're in prison. They have that really like you know, great heart to heart, and it's just such a great moment because it is the only time you know they've just sat down. And there's nothing else going on. There's no hubbub. There's no hustle and bustle. They're just you know two guys talking. Yeah, mm. I love the fact that you know the one bit when they're outside the prison, you can hear like crickets chirping, like when Morgan Freeman's in that field, and you really notice little things. You think, oh my god, I haven't heard crickets chirp or like birds chirping for like two hours because yeah. they've just been in that prison. And he yeah. keeps
0: on looking over his shoulder. You know, yeah, like yeah. someone's watching him or someone's going to catch him out doing this thing that he's not supposed to be doing, but he's a free man. Mm.
1: The thing is, you're right. There's always something going on and you wouldn't really cut any of it. And it, the thing is, it's a long film, but it doesn't feel long. No. Which is quite, like, miraculous given it's set in prison and a yeah. lot of it's kind of miserable.
0: Yeah. There's a bit when Andy says, where did 10 years go? And you're like, shit, where did 10 years go? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Where did one hour go? This yeah. film just sped up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> he's grey now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: There's obviously a really strong um, question that comes up in this film about whether prison is meant for punishment or whether prison is meant for rehabilitation because you've got Andy on one side making the library, uh, playing the music over the speakerphone and everything, and then on the other side you've got the wardens who are uh, beating people up and take, taking bribes for contracts, You know, yeah, doing yeah. things that are actually really bad and just basically working the prisoners within an inch of their lives. Mm-hmm. And I think the film is basically saying rehabilitation isn't prison as it is. Rehabilitation is prison as Andy makes it.
1: Yeah, Mm. I like that scene where the warden's undercutting like honest people because it kind of shows that it doesn't matter who the warden's screwing over. It's not just because these guys have done bad things in the past. He's screwing over normal people as well. He's no better than Mm. anyone else in that prison. He's just on the other side of the bars. Very true.
0: And the solitary confinement as well is just horrific oh, in this yeah. film yeah right. two in months the in the hole that's just crazy <laughs> yeah that wouldn't
2: be my <laughs> i mean i might just be saying this because i've been reading a lot of harry potter recently but it, it gave me a little bit of like harry pottery vibes because there's some really nice little moments where even though they're all like sort of grown men and they're quite tough guys in this horrible prison environment there's some really nice moments when they want to just do something nice for their friend they're like oh andy's been in the hole you know let's get him some nice rocks you know get him some nice chess pieces for when he comes out and it's just, I don't know, there's some really nice little wholesome moments We can tell all the guys in the prison look out for each other and they do care about each other.
0: Or well, like when Andy gets um, Tommy's paper out of the yeah, bin yeah. and mails it off anyway for his high school diploma. Mm. You know, he didn't have to do that. He could have just been like, okay, well, he's had a freak out at me, so whatever, I'm not going to do anything for him. But they, they do look out for each other and there's more camaraderie between them than there are between lots of people who are free men.
1: Mm. Well, when you've got nothing left, I guess humanity becomes very valuable, Mm. which is quite a nice
2: message in the film. One thing that I think I really love and connect with about this film is that, for me, it's kind of like a really modern tale of heroism. Andy Dufresne isn't like a traditional hero. He's not like an action hero. He's not strong and he doesn't fight crime. and He doesn't, you know, fire guns and, you know, take out loads of bad guys. But... I think he's kind of a modern hero, like in, the, in today's world, just to kind of, you know, keep going, even though, like, you know, things might be really horrible and really tough, and, you know, no matter what happens, to just not let it get to you. I think that's, you know, the, the hardest challenge that today's generation face. Yeah, you know? yeah. The stoic hero. Yeah, exactly. You can watch that and think, you know, like I like to think that, you know, I'd be like that if I was in prison. Whereas if I watch James Bond, he's like leaping through the air and blowing people's heads off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really thinking, oh, yeah, I'd do, I'd do that in that situation. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, James Bond gets knocked out of a poker match and then he yeah. starts calling people idiots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that'd be me. <laughs> I said you're a bloody idiot. <laughs> <Bloody laughs> that would be, yeah, that would be. Me. But like, yeah, I, I just think it's a great, you know, keep going no matter what happens. You know, and that's that's his skill basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's his talent.
0: He had an unquashable hope.
2: Yeah, unquashable. You know, <laughs> yeah. but that defeated yeah. everyone. You know, that to just keep chipping away every night at like the wall and to you know just keep going, like eventually that defeated anything the warden yeah. could do or mm. society could do. Shawshank unquashed.
0: Because yeah. even when he's at his lowest, when they're having that chat outside, he's still talking about going to that place in Mexico, and he's still imagining a life on the outside. He hasn't given up yet. Mm. Mm.
1: Some birds just aren't meant to be caged.
0: <laughs> I like it when he gets Morgan Freeman the harmonica as well.
1: Yeah, that's mm. nice.
0: You know, there's a real like feeling that art means something to them.
1: Mm. Yeah, and it is like a real great symbol of hope because at that point, uh Morgan Freeman's just given him that speech about how hope's a dangerous thing and it'll you know, send you crazy kind of thing. But obviously that is Andy's lifeline is his hope yeah mm. and he wants morgan freeman not to be not to go nuts as well because mm. he recognizes that a lack of hope is just going
2: to send you that's worse than yeah because
0: yeah. on the inside to survive you have to kind of get rid of hope and think okay well this is just it i'm going to accept my fate whereas to survive on the outside you actually need hope brooks and um red they've like, lost that ability to hope and see what there could be and stuff so mm. when they go on the outside they're having to make their own life they're just can't deal with
1: it I think Red did actually lose his hope but the message at the end is kind of that no good thing ever dies mm. and that Andy could kind of help Red rediscover hope and not you know yeah
2: there's that montage when Morgan Freeman gets out of prison and it's paralleled completely with like Brooks's yeah. uh, storyline you know, he goes to exactly the same he works in the same store or you know it looks just like it. he lives in exactly the same apartment as Brooks did mm. but the one thing that gives him a chance is because he's got a friend and because he's got hope that was the one difference between the two of them yeah Welcome to the ratings section. Boom boom. Eddie. Boom, boom. <laughs> boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom,
0: boom. Why are you getting killed? I don't know, I'm just
2: imagining I've got like a desk with like little sound effect buttons.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I see.
2: <laughs> and over to the ratings. <laughs> what have you got for us, Eddie? I, I have to give this a 10. Like, this is honestly one of my favourite films. Like I mean, the reason we watch this is because for Christmas I asked for it on Blu-ray because I like to just have all my favourite films on Blu-ray just on my shelf, just mm. so I can kind of look at them and caress them at night sometimes. like, And this is just, for me, this is one of the best films ever made. I was wondering, I was wondering what all those scratches were on the disc.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love this film, except for all the jump cuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think this is a bit controversial, but I'm going to give mm. it an eight. Oh,
2: hell.
0: I do really, really like this film, and eight is still a really good score. All right,
1: yeah, yeah, okay, fine.
0: But I don't know, something about it is just... Like, I think it's a good film. I just don't think it's one of the best films of all time. It always comes up on these lists as like, this is the best film that you have to watch. And I do think it's great. It's maybe in like the top 20.
2: Mm. Wait, so you think it's in the top 20 films of all time, but it's still only in eight?
0: Mm. <laughs> 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 eight is what I feel in my heart is the okay, right score for me to enough. give yeah, it. That's, yeah. that's fine. Because the thing is I can recognise when a film is great and when it really connects with other people... But for me, there's something that doesn't connect with me. And I think that's saying more about me than about the film, to be honest.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I know why it's number one on a lot of these lists. It's because the people that make the list just don't want to get yelled at. (laughs) And it is quite a safe choice because I agree. I don't think I'd put it at number one, but everyone will enjoy this film. You know, it's a beacon of hope in this like film of darkness kind of thing. And it always leaves you feeling really good at the end. So I'm going to give it a 10, I'm going to give it a yeah. 10 <laughs> because I love films like this and I watched it when I was a kid and it stayed with me forever
2: Every part of it is good as well I think the acting is amazing, the script's amazing mm. the direction's amazing, the, sound, the music's amazing cinematography's amazing
0: I feel it's almost a victim of its own success If I didn't know it was number one of all the film lists, then maybe I'd be like, oh, my God, it's amazing. It blew my mind 10. It's Mm. had a bit
2: like the Avatar effect where it's like, when Avatar was like top grossing film of all time, everyone's like, oh, Avatar's shit. Why is it the the most money? It's (laughs) rubbish, not even good. (laughs) Whereas, you know, it was You wouldn't
0: hesitate to recommend this film to someone. No.
2: Yeah, no, this is exactly the sort of film where if I'm hanging out with a friend and they say they haven't seen it, I'll be like, no, we're watching it now. Cancel everything. We're watching it now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we are again. Yeah. <laughs>
1: cool. Uh, what are we watching next week, guys? <laughs> oh, yes, we're watching The Grand Budapest Hotel. It's a Wes Anderson classic, modern classic. I've got to say, you know, if you're looking for a sort of a cheery movie, it's very bright colours, you know take you out of the dreary weather that Britain is having at the moment. You if can you...
0: pretend you're staying in a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. If you like
1: hotels, if you like Budapest, you will love it. Exactly. <laughs> if it's sunny, then still watch it because um, it will sort of extend the sunlight to your brain. Yeah. Good. So...
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if they want to get in touch with us to tell us about how it's really brought life and colour back into their lives, how can listeners do that?
2: Well, they can email us at filmclubrules at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram at (laughs) filmclubrules. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week for the Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh,
1: my God, I can't wait.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye.